Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 137 of the Body Nerd Show. On today's show, I'm talking about the difference between yoga and mobility, why functional movement is your best bet to getting out of the injury cycle, and why stretching doesn't actually lengthen anything. So I got a great question from someone on a recent movement magic call. And so I wanted to answer it here because I get it. Yoga and mobility look super similar right? You maybe do it on a mat. You're probably wearing comfortable clothes you can move in. It kind of looks like stretching. So it's just stretching, right? (laughs) But there are a few subtle differences between the two that can have a really big impact on how you feel. And I also just want to start with a disclaimer. My goal today is not to demonize one over the other, but highlight the reasons why they're different. And honestly, if you've been doing a lot of yoga and you've find that you're still struggling with injuries or pain, I hope that today's episode is super helpful because yoga is often pitched as the cure-all, right? How many times have you been told to do yoga or stretch when you tell someone you have pain or tension? I can't tell you the number of times I've been in a conversation with a group of people, someone mentions they have back pain and someone else is like, oh my gosh, you have to do yoga, right? So many of my clients have even come to me and said, oh, my doctor told me to do yoga and that's why I'm here. And it's just stretching, right? Now, the origins of yoga and what actually arrived in the West is not the same yoga that is a spiritual practice in India. And so I'm not talking or about that. It's not what this is about. This is about the yoga we practice here in the United States, in the West, that is mostly static or dynamic stretching, more of the like gym yoga, and I don't want to say that like in a derogatory way, but I just mean like the type of yoga you do for a workout, right? Or the type of yoga that you would experience if you, you know, someone said you need to stretch and then you just went to a yoga class, okay? Of course, there are some practices and types of yoga that are not that, but for a majority of people, when you think of yoga, you're probably imagining a downward dog, right? Or touching your toes, um, or maybe, you know, hands and feet on the ground and like one foot is up in the air, right? Something like that. And that is the type of yoga I'm talking about today. So yoga, for the most part, is static stretching. And static stretching is any type of stretch where you hold the pose. This is in comparison to dynamic stretching, which is when you're stretching while you are moving. So this is similar to any vinyasa style of yoga. So if you're moving during the class and you're flowing from one pose to the other, uh, that is more dynamic stretching. And if you're doing more of like the sleepy time yoga or like yin yoga, where you are being supported by props and you're holding the pose, that's static stretching. It's also static stretching if you're standing in like a warrior two and if you're like, I don't know what any of these poses are, that's okay. But if you're standing in a pose and you're holding it for a while, that is static stretching, okay? Now, stretching is not inherently bad. 
I know I try to, <laughs> I don't villainize it, but I kind of dump on stretching a lot. I know, I know, I know. Because when it comes to building strength sustainably, it often falls short. So when you're stretching like you do in yoga, it's as if you're trying to pull the two ends of the muscle further away from one another, right? It's the attempt to increase the length. And you may have even heard somebody call it lengthening the muscle. Now we're going to lengthen the muscle. My issue with that is the distance between the two attachment points of a muscle does not change no matter how much you stretch it, right? You could be stretching your hamstrings all day, every day. And the distance between the attachment point of your hamstrings at the ischial tuberosity, the base of your pelvis, to the calf, it never changes, right? If I stretch and stretch and stretch and distance between muscles change, like my height would change or my leg length would change. And that doesn't change. Because 9.9999999 times out of 10, the question shouldn't be, how do I get this to not be so tight? But why is this tight in the first place? Okay. Now, if you want me to go into a full rabbit hole about what's happening with stretching, let me know. And we can do a whole series on the science of stretching. I recently did one on TikTok that people really liked. And then everyone was like, oh, I can do the splits now. Is that what you're saying? So let me know if you want that. But when I talk about mobility, I'm referring to not only the body weight movements that you see me do on social media, but also mobilizations with therapy balls, right? So to me, mobility is the combination of moving in a way, doing dynamic stretching while working on strengthening at end ranges of movement and combining that with therapy ball work. Because the biggest difference between just traditional stretching or yoga and therapy ball mobilizations is that the therapy ball work allows you to massage directly into the muscle belly and get right to the point where you have tension or a knot or a trigger point, right? So if you think of like an exercise band and we're pulling on the end of the exercise band, but there's like a knot in the middle, pulling may eventually change something, but probably not. It's far more efficient and effective to just get a ball right? Or a massage therapist's hands, but you may not have access to a massage therapist 24-7. I know I don't. So you just get a ball right to the spot that you need it and you can make change more quickly, right? This allows you to increase the blood flow. And this happens with all types of massage, which can help to calm down that inflammation, help flush out any of the, you know, garbage or cellular debris in the area, and then allow fresh nutrients and hydration to flow in. But even this, just by itself, isn't the whole story, right? Because still, therapy ball work is stretching. And even though it is more precise and you can get right to where you want, it's still just stretching. And so if you're only stretching, the minute you get up and move around and go back to your life, your body's going to go right back to the alignment and habits that it knows best. All of those standing patterns that we have or slouchy habits that we have, they come right back, right? Which is why you stretch and you stretch and you stretch. And then like a day later, you're like, my God, everything is just as as tight as it was before. Or an hour later, everything is just as tight as it was before. So it's the second piece of mobility work that yoga, at least what I've seen, doesn't have. 
When you pair a therapy ball mobilization with a strength building activation, you're actually helping to retrain the brain and the body how to work together. It's this, uh, you know, a very uh, anatomical term would be neuromuscular re-education, right? We're literally helping to free up any tension that may be restricting movement or range of motion, and then using that opportunity, that window of opportunity where you have this improved range of motion to then work on strengthening and using your body in a more functional way so that that becomes the default, right? When we train more efficiently and we're able to move in a more biomechanically sound way, and then you do that and practice that consistently, that becomes the default pattern. And you become more aware of where your body is in space. And you actually have the strength to make those minor adjustments and hold your body up in good position and good alignment against gravity. Today's episode is brought to you by the Bodywork Starter Guide. When it comes to self-massage, you might be wondering if what you're doing is actually helping, or maybe you're wondering what you should be doing in the first place. Because massage is one of the best ways to erase tension, and it's super effective when you get into a regular routine. But you might be wondering, where the heck should you start? And why does it hurt so much to roll out your hips and hamstrings? Well, my Bodywork Starter Guide has you covered. You'll learn my favorite places to roll right now for quick relief, plus three reasons why stretching is only a temporary fix. And whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, bodywork can help. You can get the bodywork starter guide and get rolling right now by heading on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork. All right, let's get back to the show. So like, let's take the knees, for example. You have knee pain. You might roll out your calves if they're tight. You might roll out your quads. If you leave it there, you're gonna have to go back and do the same thing day after day after day. But if you follow it up with an exercise that activates your glutes or strengthens your quads in harmony with the rest of your body, right? Everybody is working together. Now you're actually resolving the underlying compensation issues that might be leading to this knee pain in the first place. So it's almost like we're going a couple steps back to find what's actually going on instead of just putting a Band-Aid on the forward-facing symptom that shows up. And the biggest difference with mobility work, and I also want to add, this is what I do. I can't speak for all people who say they do mobility, but is this combination of the therapy ball mobilizations and the strength-building activations that help you come back to center, right? To feel more human and less like a byproduct of technology, right? Because... At the end of the day, honestly, I know that, you know, body maintenance and mobility work, it can seem super complicated, but truthfully, so much of how you feel has a lot to do with physics and position. And this is coming from someone who disliked physics. It was a very, I called my mom so many times in tears that quarter, like, I don't want to do physics. But like life is all about physics, unfortunately, right? And what it comes down to is if you get your body into better positions, it's less stress on your tissues and your joints, which means that there's less irritation, which means there is less pain. Also, we focus on functional movement in the mobility work that I teach. So downward facing dog, it feels great. I do downward facing dogs as a part of my warmup. So again, I'm not saying like it's trash and you should never do it again. I'm not saying that. It's a piece of the puzzle, right, of what my body maintenance looks like. 
So functional movement is doing things that are similar to, or maybe a smaller piece of things you do in your daily life. So again, back to this knee idea, let's say you have pain in your knees when you're going downhill and you really love hiking, but that knee pain is getting in the way. So what actually needs to happen when you hike? Well, we need the knee to be able to come over the toe. So maybe we back that up and do an exercise that is specific of that knee bending, but it's just the knee bending, right? So it's not all the other stuff around it. And then we work on getting in best posture while doing that exercise. So now we take, you know, just a little slice of that knee bend while going down the hill pie. And then we can start to add on to it and get more complicated and more complex while strengthening all around it so that when you get back to hiking, now your body goes, hey, I know how to fire all these muscles together. These muscles and tissues are now stronger and able to withstand it. And hey, guess what? My knee doesn't hurt anymore. Last night in one of our office hours, which is one of the monthly sessions we do inside Movement Mavens, uh, one of the questions that a member came with that wanted some help was about walking. And she was experiencing knee pain with walking. So we broke down walking. And that literally, like, it does not get more functional than that, right? And so we worked on our feet and we worked on our spine and we worked on the rotation of your body that needs to happen for walking and just tuning up the mechanics of walking and your posture while you're walking. And her knee felt better even in the middle of our session, okay? And this is literally 30 minutes of movement. It can be that simple. But if you're just practicing down dogs and just getting better at down dogs or warrior twos or even, you know, stretching your quads in like a Varasana or a hero pose or something like that, but your hips and hamstrings still don't know how to support your lower back or in your knees, you are always going to be stuck in that injury cycle. And I say this as someone who fell in love with yoga because I was stiff. I was very, very, very stiff because I wasn't doing anything. And yoga was a fantastic next step. But then once everything felt more flexible, I needed to build stability to bring some sense of strength to my joints and feel better. And I get it. Stretching feels great in the short term, 100%. But if you're not simultaneously teaching your brain and body what better positioning feels like, you just kind of get stuck there, okay? Now, does this mean that yoga cannot work for you? No, no. I'm sure there are a lot of people that it really helps. Like I said, I was one of them until I wasn't, right? But if you are stretching or you are doing yoga and you feel like you've kind of hit a wall and things aren't really helping anymore, or even your yoga practice perhaps hurts in a way that it didn't before and you want to continue to do it, that's where mobility work can help, right? If you just want to enjoy movement again, this is what the mobility work and the body maintenance and creating Amplify You plans and all of the things I do with all of my clients, this is what we're here for. So if you are looking to take that next best step, the best place to start is with my Mobility Mastery Toolkit. So it's a strategic full body workout plan for your full body with mobility exercises that are gonna help you build that strength and flexibility for your hips, your shoulders, your feet, your lower back, and more. And it's just 27 bucks. That's it. You can learn more by heading on over to mobilitytoolkit.co. So what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? I am super, super curious and would love to know. Maybe you have experience with yoga that was great or bad. Maybe you think I'm full of it and you want to tell me. Take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram. I'm at Hala Famala. 
Plus, if you have any questions, you can send them my way again. You can just take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. Or you can leave a voicemail on the Body Nerd hotline at 818-396-6501. If you want to send me an email, you can do that at hello at aewellness.com. And don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, and all things podcast related, including all the stuff I talked about in today's episode, lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And I'm going to ask you again because there are thousands of you that have yet to do it. And I appreciate you being here, but please subscribe and please write a review if you haven't had a chance and, you know, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. Share this episode with someone who has been stretching or thinking about stretching and is just really struggling with some pain. Okay. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, getting smarter about our mobility and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.